Hello and welcome to the Sharpening Report. We have something a little different for you today. Now, as many of you know, a while ago, our main Daily Renegade YouTube channel was deleted, and many of the interviews we had on there were not backed up. But, as it turns out, I was actually able to find a couple of those interviews. So today I will be airing my interview with Michaela Peterson, who first introduced me to the carnivore diet. In this interview, we talk about the benefits and the misconceptions around a meat-only diet. Enjoy. We have a very special guest, a first-timer on uh, this show, Michaela Peterson. Uh, Michaela, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Uh, so th this is kind of interesting for me because uh, a lot of the problems that you've had to deal with, uh, I've also had to deal with through throughout my life. And it was actually through hearing your dad, Jordan Peterson, on uh, Joe Rogan's show. Uh, he talked about this thing called the carnivore diet. And uh, the more he talked about it, the more that really sounded appealing to me because I've always had a, you know, I, every morning I crave protein. I don't really crave carbs or anything. It's mostly protein. So um, I, I wanted I wanted to try it out after after hearing him talk about it. And I uh, I started it July 4th and I've lost 20 pounds, which is great. Wow. Um, I started thinking I really need to get healthy. What's the best way to do this that I will actually do because I'm also... Uh, yeah. Kind of a simple person, and the keto stuff is great, but you just you got to learn so much about it. And I'm, I I just know me; I won't do it. Yeah. So, uh, for for those who might not be familiar with you or what you've been doing, uh, for one thing, shame on them because they've been living under a rock. But uh, <laughs> could you give us a, a, an an introduction to uh, you know this is before we get to the carnivore diet stuff, but just your background, how all this started for you. Because uh, you, you had a bunch of medical issues, too, that I think a lot of my audience uh, can relate to. Yeah, so um, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was seven. Um, I started showing symptoms when I was two. I was diagnosed with severe familial depression, um, summer of grade five, so I would have been, I think that makes me 10. And then I started getting other symptoms like... Um, extreme fatigue. Eventually I was diagnosed with idiopathic hypersomnia. Um, around 14, I got super tired and then I got this entire body itch that didn't go away for, it just didn't go away. And then at 17, my arthritis took a turn for the worse, even though I was on immune suppressants and I needed, ended up needing a hip and an ankle replacement. Uh, when I went away to university when I was 19, um, the depression got significantly worse. My fatigue got worse. I gained 30 pounds in the first year. Um, and I ended up dropping out of, I was at Concordia in Montreal in Canada. And I ended up dropping out and going home. And I ended up losing a bit of the weight because I stopped surviving off of Mr. Noodles and beer. <laughs> um, and so I started looking into diet in 2015, after being extremely skeptical about diet having to do, have anything to do with really any type of health problem, I always thought things were, well, kind of what people still think that if you're overweight, it's an exercise issue. Like when I gained weight, I was exercising and it wasn't making a difference. And I was like, well, it's just something I'm not doing well enough. Um, I, I definitely didn't even consider it had anything to do with mental health. And then I came across a couple of, well, after a whole bunch of research, I came across some evidence that gluten might be causing some skin issues that had also arose, um, and I cut out gluten, and then, well, 
over the next three years, I slowly transitioned into what I'm doing now, which is literally beef, salt, and water. Mm. What was the what was the depression uh, like starting off? Because I, I think there's a lot of people. I I, I also was diagnosed with uh, depression when I was uh, younger. I I don't have it anymore, but I I did then. That plus. Um, what did they call it? Borderline bipolar disorder and oh, yeah. a slew fun. of other things. But uh, people who aren't familiar with that, I, well, it's almost impossible to to really describe how, how bad it is in a way yeah. that somebody who's never suffered it uh, can relate to it. But for, for those who have just no clue, never felt it before, what would be your best um, your, your, your best attempt at trying to describe what that sort of feeling is like? Um. Well, I guess it's kind of a combination of things. It, it kind of feels like if something really, really terrible happens to you, like somebody, say somebody close to you dies and you mourn. Mm-hmm. So it kind of felt like that for me. So it kind of felt like mourning. Um, it also, like, if you're ever in a situation where this is specific, but you think you're in a lot of trouble yeah. <laughs> and you you get really stressed out about the trouble, so it's kind of that is included in it. Um, and then what else? Morning trouble. It's worse than that. Like it, it's worse. There isn't anything. Oh, and I, I guess I would liken it to pain. Like, uh, um, so I've been through a number of surgeries and everything and arthritis. And now that both are gone, I would have chosen the arthritis over the depression, even though it led to such horrible, like the hip and an ankle replacement are not easy. I still would have chosen that because being depressed is like pain in your soul. It's so awful. I can definitely relate to that. I have a uh, a rare bone disease called Trevor's disease. It causes uh, degeneration and abnormal bone growths on my right hip, knee, and ankle. I actually just got out of a uh, knee surgery for that. I've had my right hip replaced. I'm going to have to have my ankle replaced at some point. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So similar to you, not the exact same thing, but you know, really similar to what you've had to deal with. But oh, man. I am right with you. I would much rather take the physical pain than yeah. the depression. Um, yeah. Mo- and I think most people would be surprised to hear that unless they went through it. But it's because physical pain, it's almost just like surface level, you know, you, you, you know what you're getting into, you know what it is. But I, for me, it was emotional pain uh, or, or, or the depression. There was always this despair about it because I didn't know what was causing it, how to fix it, what exactly it was. You know, when I'm in pain, it's because yeah. my nerves and, you know, we, we get all that. Depression, who knows what's causing that, you know? I yeah, mean, yeah. And you blame things, right? So you end up blaming people closest to you. So you're like, well, why do I feel like this? Something must be wrong. What could possibly be wrong? And then you identify a whole bunch of things that, and a, a lot of the time, at least for me, those weren't real. Mm-hmm. Those weren't actual problems. Was it always yeah, external was, stuff? Yeah. I mean, I knew I was depressed, so that helped. Yeah. Um, but it's still hard to be so aware that you don't look for external factors. That's right. So, yeah, it was always like relationships were hard because I'd take it out on whoever I was with at the time, be like, well, it must be something you're doing. Yeah, not same good. Here. Yeah. Yeah, same, same here. And uh, it, there, there came a time in my life where um, 
I, I still don't know, and I, by, by now I'm just a total believer that diet plays a large role in this because at the time I was working at McDonald's, so I was also extremely poor because I was working at McDonald's, but McDonald's would give me free food. So that, that's what started just this horrible cycle and it got worse and worse. Uh, but eventually after I, uh, the bone disease, strangely enough, um, the bone disease getting so bad where I had to quit my job and get on disability actually saved me because it got me off of that terrible diet. I oh, wasn't wow. on a great diet after that. I mean, it was, well, like you said, pretty much ramen noodles and beer, but, <laughs> but, um, but it, 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 there is something in, in, in that. I think that getting off of that McDonald's diet every day, uh, helped my depression enough where I was able to get off medication. And just for the audience, I'm not recommending that people do that. Uh, that, that, that was just the case for me, but, um, well, I mean, if you're eating McDonald's, stop eating McDonald's, but I wouldn't recommend people just stop taking their pills. Uh, but I did, but I still had a lot of problems. What really did it for me was when I realized I had to stop blaming external things, you know, like people in my life or my family or, you know, just whatever was going on. And I had to start, you know, looking inwardly. So that, that helped a lot. The recently what got the last bit of it, uh, away was this, this carnivore thing, because I, uh, um, my life, you know, is going great and everything, but the, you know, the past three or four months, I would go to, I would go to sleep every night. I would fall into a deep sleep for about five or 10 minutes, then wake right up and just feel like, anxiety like doom like like i was gonna die doom. like oh yeah. yeah oh man and and it wasn't like a i mean i had a physical reaction to it but it wasn't physically like i thought it, it was like a mental thing like i i just thought i was gonna die and then it was it was scaring me um i, I would i would like think people were gonna break into the house and like murder us in our just all these illogical things since starting doing this carnivore diet um after about four days, that stopped, and I've I've been having the best sleep in my life. So I, I absolutely believe that um, you, you know mental at least some of them are connected to uh, to diet. So you you got you you switched your whole diet around. Now you're only doing beef, salt, and and water. Uh, yeah. What are what are the benefits that you're seeing from that? How long did it take to to see a change? And uh, is this something that you would recommend for other people? So for people suffering from, especially like mental health problems and they're suffering, there, there isn't anything. I haven't experienced it. I've experienced enough pain that's c comparable, but other than pain, I haven't experienced anything that awful. And yes, I would suggest do something drastic. Um, at least try this out. Yeah. Uh, the, the transition, so people get scared because they go onto it and then they try it for about two weeks and stop. And it takes longer than two weeks. So sometimes, especially people suffering from mental health problems, two weeks is when things start to get weird. Like the carb cravings are really bad. Um, your digestion can get messed up. Your anxiety can worsen. So you have to give it a solid shot for a month. And I would suggest going down to beef, salt, and water. Like um, some of the foods people include when they haven't when they don't know as much about diet or like people stick with bacon and bacon a lot of the time has added ingredients and I know those affect me. So it's sugar, nitrates, whatever else you can add to bacon. Um, so cured meats, I wouldn't re recommend. I just recommend going down to that. And then you can always see how you feel in like four to six weeks and then add one food back in at a time or do whatever you want, but get rid of, try and get rid of the problem first and then make your decisions. 
But some people are like, oh, well, just try and cut out one thing at a time. And it seems like that would take a long time. (laughs) It did. I mean, I did it. I I went down, I cut out gluten first, and that helped a little bit. And then I cut out quite a few foods. Um, I went down to about 25 foods, which seem like a lot now (laughs) that there's two if you include salt. Um, And yeah, it was painful and trying to reintroduce foods and having these horrible like mental health and arthritic reactions. If I had known that going just to be wouldn't kill me, I would have just done that first. I just didn't know that that was an option. Yeah, that, that, that's why I tried keto, and, and I've got plenty of friends that have had nothing but, you know, benefits yeah. and wonderful things to say about keto. For me, I, I, I tried it. I, I gave it an honest shot, but I'm so busy. I, I, it's, just, it's too complicated. I, I can't mm-hmm. count carbs, and I, I just, I, I won't. I won't. <laughs> you know, I know, me, I know myself really well what I will and won't do, and it, you know, it's not that I'm taking a stand against it. It's just I know that I won't. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I like about this because it's really easy. You know, you fry yeah. up a ribeye and you're good. You know, um, do you think? Because I've had uh, um, in, in my audience, my, my audience, there's a lot of people in it who um, have gravitated to this channel because uh, I suffer from gr- chronic pain and a lot of them do too. So because of that, you know, every once in a while I'll get you know people who recommend different things, and uh, there have been some people who have said that. Uh, they, they've tried like an all vegan diet or, or something that's like drastically different, like all vegan. And then they've, they've said that that's helped with their uh, chronic pain. Do, do you think that this has been, this, this carnivore diet has been successful because it eliminates harmful foods or is there something about the meat itself that, uh, that is beneficial? So initially, like when I first heard about the diet and everything, I thought, oh, well, you just coincidentally cut out everything that's harming you and it's not, specifically the meat it's just that you've coincidentally cut everything out that being said so then I I switched over the diet and I was eating chicken fish and beef at that point and I tried to reintroduce like something simple like olives it was organic olives with nothing else in them which I would assume is something people could eat and I had the same immune response to just olives Mm. Um, so now no I don't think it's a coincidence that you just cut out you know grains processed food sugar soy dairy well not everybody cuts out dairy on the carnivore diet but I don't think it's what you cut out I think that I don't know it's hard to say like part of me thinks maybe people are this is what people are just supposed to eat mm-hmm. um, and then I guess another part of me thinks okay well maybe there's something wrong with us now like maybe after years of antibiotic use um, we've damaged ourselves enough that we can't tolerate the variety that we should be able to tolerate. Um, Maybe after years of eating things we shouldn't have eaten, we can't tolerate what we're supposed to tolerate. It's hard to say, but I know it's not from coincidentally cutting cutting out the right foods because I literally can't eat anything other than this without having an immune response. Yeah, that's really interesting. I know uh, recently I tried because I've I've basically I'm probably just gonna go all beef for uh, for for a while because I've I've been doing uh, chicken and fish uh, and and mm-hmm. beef primarily. That's that's mostly what it seems like my body craves. Um, but uh, so the other day. Um, I think it was like sometime last week, my, my wife, Christina, she, she brought home what was supposed to be uh, organic beef sausage. And I was like, oh, cool, I can have this. And uh, I had yeah. a couple pieces of that. And nope, 
Yeah. I think it's, it, well, I found out it, it, it wasn't organic, so it had the nit nitrates and nitrites in it, but also it had a bunch of different seasonings and stuff yeah. that I don't think I can tolerate anymore. Is there a reason that you, you is, it, is that why you don't do uh, any other seasoning except salt? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't tolerate any of the seasonings. So you have to be careful with, well, if you're eating all different types of meat, cured meats are always going to have added ingredients. So that includes bacon. And yeah, sausages, unless you go to a butcher and they tell you all we've added is meat and salt, there are, it's impossible to find them without nitrates and like sometimes sugar, but at least, you know, garlic or, or other ingredients like that. Um, yeah, no seasonings for me though. I, I can't even do pepper. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've noticed uh, since doing this, uh, starting about a week or two ago, because um, I, I, I cut out pepper for a week, and then I just decided to try it, and I got really bad heartburn from that. It, it was the same kind of heartburn uh, I used to I used to get when I when I was a heavy drinker, and I drank all the time, and I get heart, it was that same kind of heartburn. It was weird. Uh, you wouldn't think you'd get that from pepper, but I did. Uh, now, are there, um, there, there's, I'm sure for people where this is brand new, there, there's a uh, a lot of questions and there's some controversy online uh do, you know due to some of this some common questions that you know usually come up are you know how are you getting all like your vitamins like vitamin c that you need to avoid things like like scurvy or or other things are, are how are you getting uh how is somebody on this diet able to get all the vitamins they need do they take supplements or is the meat just enough so i don't take any supplements i haven't taken any supplements since december mm -hmm. um and i don't have, have scurvy uh, that was actually something I was worried about initially, specifically scurvy because of where do you get the vitamin C. But it turns out that if you don't eat carbs, your body doesn't use as much vitamin C. Oh. That's that, that's basically it. Uh, I don't have any idea how this is possible vitamin-wise, um, but it seems to be possible. I had my blood work done, um, and my, the general blood work, cholesterol, iron, um, inflammatory markers, things like that. All that was normal. I have to still pick up the test to look at exactly the right values, but I just got a call from my doctor and he said, that's all normal. I'm getting my micronutrients tested through naturopath um, this week, but I won't have the results for a couple of weeks, two weeks, I guess, from now. Um, so I'll update my blog on that. But I figure people are really worried about vitamins. If you actually have a vitamin deficiency, you're going to have some sort of symptom. You're not just going to have a vitamin deficiency and suddenly die. Like you're going to get really sick first. So I wouldn't particularly worry about that until you have some sort of symptom. Like people get really sick before they're deficient and ill. It's not something that'd be asymptomatic. But I don't know how, like people don't really know. But for some reason, you can thrive just eating meat. Yeah, it's weird, and it's totally different than everything we've been taught since we were kids. Of course, a lot of a lot of the health stuff that we were, you know, taught a couple of decades ago uh, have have proven to be just people don't know. People just don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, we've been told since we were kids that that red meat is like really bad for yeah. you, and that but we're supposed to load up on carbs. Like, remember the food pyramid thing that's been yeah. long since debunked. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and milk. Make sure you drink your milk, or your bones will suffer. Yeah. And when you think about it, even in nature, um, I, I can't really think of any animal that drinks milk as an adult. You, you know, I mean, they need it when they're yeah, no. babies or whatever. But after that, it's it's, you know, if they're carnivorous, it's it's meat. They don't go back 
to milk again. Um, yeah. Now, are because because the the I mean, just the medical science is all over the place, and who knows what's going on. Are do you have any worries about like heart disease or certain cancers that people uh, try to attribute to eating like high meat or or certain types of meat? Uh, no, there's more and more evidence that. Okay, well, first of all, I haven't come across a study that was actually properly done, and people are welcome to comment and post any that they're worried about, but I haven't come across a study that was properly done that actually successfully linked red meat and disease. Like A, a lot of the time, those studies, they don't look at factors properly. So, that, like, for, for instance, um, a lot of people who switch over to the vegetarian or vegan diet are already more health conscious than people who eat red meat because we've been told that red meat's bad. So they're already cutting down on processed food and sugar, possibly exercising more, maybe drinking and smoking less. And a lot of those studies linking red meat to health problems haven't looked at those factors. Mm. So you, you can't link something properly until you remove those other factors. So, no, I'm not concerned at all. Um, I also believe, you know, from being really sick and knowing what it's like to be sick, I'm not just suddenly going to have heart disease. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have some symptoms first. So until I get a symptom, I'm not going to be concerned. Plus, the alternative is have an autoimmune disorder. And what kind of alternative is that? Right. Yeah, understandable. And a lot of those studies, too, they don't take into account that people who, like, eat steak every night, they also have, like, a loaded baked potato or fries or, you know, they don't take any of that into account. They assume it's the steak. Well, maybe it's all the fried food that usually comes with steak. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of studies, are, are there any actual uh, like official studies on the carnivore diet or are, are the beneficial uh, claims like primarily anecdotal? Yeah, it, it's basically anecdotal. There is, let me find it. There's one, there's a group in Hungary. Um, let me find out what they're called. And they, I'm looking here. Sure. Um... They're using, oh my God, I might have to send that to you after. You can put a link to it because uh, I can't find it right now. But Yeah, no problem. Uh, but there is a group in Hungary and they're doing studies on treating cancer and autoimmune disorders with an all-meat diet. They're calling it, I think they're calling it the Paleolithic Ketogenic Diet, <laughs> which is just a sneaky way of saying meat. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but they have some interesting studies out, but mostly... Most of that's still uh, case studies. Mm-hmm. So there, there isn't really any hard evidence, like sci- hard scientific evidence you can point people to. You can just say, here's what worked for me, and here's what worked for all these people. What do you <laughs> Try it out, or don't, but... Right, and, and I mean, there are people who have been doing this for 20 years, and... Yeah. Only, only ribeyes and water, you know, for 20 years. And they, I, I mean, I've seen the pictures. I'm uh, in that group zeroing, zeroing in on health. Uh, yeah. I mean, you look at the pictures, they look fantastic. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, yeah. When and I, I know, yeah. yeah, like from me switching over and from dad switching over, we look way better, way better. Yeah. Like it, it makes people look way better. It it's almost makes you look younger, like skin-wise and everything. And it doesn't take doesn't take that long like uh, I switched over well even like dad because I don't see him very often now that he's on tour Mm -hmm. I see him about once a month but every time he comes back he he switched over from meat and greens to just meat in April and every time and then he just switched to just beef 
It took, took a while to convince him to keep cutting these things out, but he switched over to beef in, I want to say June. So recently, but he came back recently and he looks even better. His skin looks younger. Hmm. Yeah, it's very strange. I've noticed that online too because, um, you know, I, I basically watch all of his videos. Your your dad's like my hero, seriously, uh, which you probably get a lot, but um, I know he does. But uh, even going back and watching like his old Maps of Meaning uh, lectures, he, he looks yeah. older and more tired. Like it, it, he, he looks older. Now he basically looks like a... Uh, 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 like like he's his own son or something now you know yeah, he looks a yeah. lot younger it's 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 yeah, amazing he started he cut down on carbs in at the end of 2015 so if you look at videos from 2015 and before that was before yeah. he changed his diet at all and then everything after yeah like everything after april is, has been just meat now what what was your what was your dad going through um because I know he had some issues too. So he has he did he have similar issues to you, and did he notice the same type of improvements uh, that you you have since switching to only meat? What what was what was the catalyst that that caused him to want to go this route? Um, d- depression, mental health. Okay, that that was the main symptom. Now he had a number of compared to what I went through, his symptoms were minor, but still aggravating, just like some symptoms are like. Um, he was overweight and he had a very difficult time losing the weight. Um, he had gum disease. Uh, he suffered from GERD, so it's gastric, that's the reflux disease. Um, he was napping two and a half hours a day, other than it, and he had a very difficult time waking up. Uh, he had a patch of psoriasis. So, you know, smaller things compared to needing joints replaced, but still aggravating. And he noticed those symptoms clear up first. Mm. So when he went low carb, that like his gum disease went away fairly quickly. So um, he noticed all that first. The mental health part is has been much dif- more difficult to get under control. So that's only really gotten under control since he went to all meat. He had less success with meat and greens than even I did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and in his interviews, I've I've heard him talk about uh, how he would wake up in the morning with that that doom. And the way that he described it was, I I mean, right on a tee with what I was feeling. Except for me, it wasn't in the morning; it was at night. Really similar, and it and it cleared up. It stopped. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought when starting this, I thought, well, this will be really cheap because I'm not getting all these sides. You know, when we go grocery shopping, I'm only getting yeah. one thing. It's not cheap. No. <laughs> so is it? Is it? Have you found it to be expensive to eat this way? And are there any ways to cut down on the cost for people who might be uh, considering it? So ways to cut down: you can eat ground beef. You don't have to eat ribeye. Mm-hmm. That cuts down a lot because you know, at least in Canada, a pound of ribeye is like, especially if it's antibiotic-free, that's twenty bucks. Yeah. Like twenty to twenty to thirty for a pound. That's rough. Huh. Uh, <laughs> you can get ground beef for eight dollars a pound mm-hmm. and that's antibiotic free if you're really like if you don't have any money and you're sick i i don't think that there's a problem with going with like lower quality meat mm-hmm. so stuff with antibiotics they sometimes they upset my digestion but they don't give me any any other symptoms other than that so i know that there are people who are surviving off of like wendy's burgers because wendy's are one of the only places that don't add ingredients to their burgers Mm -hmm. so there are options that you can do 
I mean, then that's probably the cheapest option. But ground beef, the only thing I would suggest with that is find a butcher and see if you can find trimmings, fat trimmings, because mm-hmm. a lot of the time they'll toss that stuff out. Uh, so you can get, that's like $2 a pound. It's it's really cheap. And then you can cook that. And even if you use the liquid fat, if you add that to the burgers you're eating, that raises the, because most burgers are lean and you don't really get enough fat that way. And you'll feel much more satiated if you add, and I know it sounds, probably sounds gross to people not used to eating meat, but that's a cheap way to get something that's basically as satisfying as a ribeye. Like I used to hate eating burgers, but if I add fat to it, it's it's like eating a ribeye. Mm-hmm. So that's the way to do it that's cheaper. Ribeye, that's the most expensive way. Yeah, yeah, and that brings up a good point about the fat too, because I made this mistake uh, early on because everything I was reading said, you know, high fat, high fat, and I didn't I didn't yeah. give myself enough time to transition. So yeah. I, I, I thought I caught the flu or something. I got I got really sick, and I think it was just I was eating too much fat, and my body wasn't used to yeah. using that as a fuel source. Yeah, have you noticed that too? Uh, yeah. So oh, even me. So I was already in ketosis when I started the diet. Mm-hmm. So the transition period for me was would be a lot less intense than for someone going from like the standard American diet mm-hmm. to the carnivore diet, which would be and is extremely intense for some people. Especially, yeah. I find the sicker you are, the harder it is. Uh, to transition over. So that's why I say you have to give it a four to six weeks. Um, but yeah, I got even just dropping salad. So I was literally eating meat and salad and even just dropping salad. I got something that was similar to the flu. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was almost, I was basically there. So I'm I'm not, I'm not sure what that's about, but um, the other thing is, yeah, if you eat too much fat, especially during the beginning, it's hard to digest. And the longer I've been on this diet, the more fat I can tolerate. But it takes time. So I think that has something to do with, I don't know, producing more bile, stomach acidity. I, I don't know. But something changes and you can adapt to it, but give your body time to get used to it. So do you think people starting out should stick with more leaner meats first? Um, Try it out. Yeah, see what happens. Like when I first started... I, I had an easier time digesting leaner meats. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, but but then you have to eat more. That's what I found. So the right. leaner it is, the more you have to consume. So that's not cheap. Um, so now I know I try and eat as much fat as I can because then I just don't eat as much. Yeah. Um, but it's harder to digest, so you have to give yourself time. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, with, with me, if I eat, like in the morning, uh, if I eat a ribeye and two eggs, that can last me all day and I won't even need to eat till the next day, you know. But if if I do like chicken breasts or fish or something, I really have to eat a lot to, to feel full. So I, I've noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot more to get to, but first I have to tell you about Cornerstone Asset Metals. Concerning the economically unstable times that we live in, it is a great idea to convert some of your savings into real money. There's a big difference between what we call money, which is actually currency. Our dollar is currency, which fluctuates. Real money, like silver, is a store of value over time. The best way to think of it is like this. If you had saved $1,000 in cash back in the late 1960s, that $1,000 would still be $1,000, but it would buy you significantly less today due to inflation. 
Now, if you saved that same $1,000 in silver back in the 1960s, today it would actually be around $28,000. So one of the best ways to protect your purchasing power is in real money. More specifically, silver. And you can buy and have the metal shipped discreetly to your door. And what most people don't know is that you can actually convert your IRA or even a 401k into physical silver rather than having all your life savings tied up in the paper fiat system, which is subject to hyperinflation. Go to dailyrenegade.com and click on the Cornerstone Asset Metals banner and sign up to get your free silver report. One of the financial experts will speak with you to find the best way to protect your savings going forward in these uncertain times. All right, Michaela and I talk about much more, so you don't want to miss the rest of the episode, which you can get right now at dailyrenegade.com. Go ahead and either get a monthly or a yearly membership. I recommend the yearly because you save money in the long run, and you will find the rest of this episode plus so much more members-only content. So that being said, members, hang on the line. Everyone else viewing for free, thank you so much, and until next time, take care and God bless.